the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Greed is not a uh, virtue. Yeah, it is not a quality that I uh, hope applies to me. Uh, but I must admit I am battling greed a bit today. Uh, in the wake of the revelation that CNN commentator, because he's not a journalist, Don Lemon, immersed himself in the middle of the Juicy Smollett trial. Not really the trial, but the... <laughs> post-fake-or-not-hate-crime, Juicy Smollett alleges. And so my greed is, hey, we just got rid of Chris Cuomo. Can we get rid of Don Lemon, too? Because if Chris Cuomo was let go from CNN, and he was, because he did not tell the truth, which I know, must have been a straw that breaks the camel's back thing because he never did. But he was let go from CNN because ostensibly he had violated to a degree that CNN could not abide journalistic ethics because Chris Cuomo was mixed up in the effort to smear and discredit the accusers of his brother, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. Now, it was always a journalistic violation for Chris Cuomo to have his brother Andrew on his show at night and never ask him anything about, hey, what about that policy you had to return sick old people with COVID into nursing homes? When you had an empty hospital ship sitting in the harbor that President Trump put out there for you to use when Franklin Graham was in Central Park, taking some of the pressure off the hospitals by bringing Samaritan's Purse to Manhattan and caring for people. What about that, bro? No, instead they made jokes about the size of Andrew's nose and about which one mom loved more. They might have been presuming on both counts there. So Chris Cuomo, clearly targeted by New York Attorney General Letitia James, who in a document dump late last week showed even more egregious violations by Chris Cuomo, in which it was clear he was trying to run clandestinely backdoor investigations into his brother's accusers to discredit them. Jeff Zucker at CNN finally said, okay, enough. I, I, I can't go on with this. So he fired Chris Cuomo. Well, now, before I get to Don Lemon, I need to mention, Chris Cuomo plans to sue CNN. <laughs> he plans to sue CNN for the 18 to $20 million remaining on his contract. Uh, If I'm Jeff Zucker, I'm firing the guy who gave him that contract, although it's probably Jeff Zucker. CNN has no intention of paying Chris Cuomo any money. They believe they fired him 
for cause. In other words, he did something to deserve his firing. Now, here's how you know CNN has no intention of of paying Chris Cuomo. All these anonymous leaks now coming out of CNN about what a terrible, horrible, awful, very bad person Chris Cuomo was. CNN is doing that in order to discredit him. Wait for, wait for Mr. Potato Head, Brian Stelter, to turn his talents, (laughs) sorry, choking, to turn his abilities onto Chris Cuomo. Their media policeman, Brian Stelter. So that's the Cuomo side of things. Now there are people saying, and I know this is, I know this is highly implausible, right? That Chris Cuomo made untoward advances sexually on women at CNN. Now who, who could believe such a story? From a man, an upstanding arbiter of truth like Chris Cuomo, whose brother was a lout, touchy-feely, handsy governor of New York, ex-governor. Hard to believe that could be, you know, like a characteristic that might run in the Cuomo brotherhood. So we'll leave that open to speculation, but wait for more ugly stuff to come out about Chris Cuomo, and you know what will happen. They'll end up settling for uh, probably two, three million bucks. Chris Cuomo will be happy he got something. CNN will look at it as a risk-reward. We could go to court. We could lose $10 million. Let's just pay this idiot off. But back to Don Lemon. Now that we've gotten rid of Chris Cuomo, could we get rid of Don Lemon? How, Bruce? How? How can we get rid of Don Lemon? Well, Juicy Smollett, while taking the stand in his own defense yesterday in Chicago, let slip that he had been getting text messages from Don Lemon in the early stages of this allegedly reportedly fake hate crime saying, hey, watch out. The cops don't believe your story. Now I know. The Chicago police, hard to believe, they wouldn't believe, that a man would go out alone at 2 a.m. on the coldest night of the year in Chicago because he had an overpowering, overwhelming urge for a Subway sandwich. And then while out on the coldest, most frigid, intemperate, awful, miserable night of the year in Chicago to get said Subway sandwich was accosted by two men, two pale men, he said. Pale, that's important, remember that. Two pale men who beat him up, except they did not beat him up to the point where he had any cuts on his face or body, because after all, he's a gay actor, and the face is the moneymaker. So isn't it odd that two men in Chicago, where 70% of the people voted for Joe Biden, Two men in Chicago would mug Jesse Smollett on the coldest night of the year. They're just out happening to be wandering around looking for people on the coldest night of the year. And they say to Jesse Smollett, this is MAGA country. Chicago is MAGA country? That's like saying Columbus, Ohio is Michigan country. And then they poured bleach on Jesse Smollett. Because, you know, if I'm going out on the coldest night of the year, what I want to do is have a liquid on my person that I could, whilst pouring it on someone else, maybe accidentally spill it on me. (laughs) And they put a noose around his neck. 
They put a noose around his neck because, you know, the, the visual of a noose, powerful. Because if you're such a knucklehead, such a Neanderthal, such a brain-dead idiot that you would commit a hate crime, you really want to ask yourself ahead of the hate crime, what kind of subliminal message could we send here? Like, I mean, I know we could beat the guy up and you know, maybe we could take a sandwich, which, by the way, they did not take his sandwich, nor did they take any money off of him. Now, Jesse Smollett contends that he was targeted because he's a famous gay black actor. Would it not be plausible to assume that if people did target Jesse Smollett on the coldest night of the year, that they would assume that a gay black actor on a show like Empire would have some money on his person? And that if you're going to the trouble to beat him up and pour bleach on him and put a noose around his neck, well, I mean, in for a penny, in for a dollar, I might as well steal his money too, right? They did not do that. So Jesse Smollett goes back and he tells the cops this fanciful story. And by the way, he's still walking around his apartment with the noose around his neck. That's me, just me talking. I'm not a black man, but if anybody put a noose around my neck, I could not get that thing off me fast enough. Jesse went back to his apartment, ate his sandwich before he called police, then put the noose, still had the noose around his neck when the cops showed up. And that, or in the immediate aftermath of that, is when Don Lemon texted him. Because, of course, Don Lemon would have Jesse Smollett's phone number because, I don't know what, do all gay black men in public view have each other's cell phone number? I find it odd that Don Lemon has Jesse Smollett's cell phone number. Don Lemon is in Atlanta. Jesse Smollett is in Chicago. I would not think their paths would cross. Maybe I don't know the social networking miracles of today. Don Lemon texts Jesse Smollett and says, hey, the police don't believe your story. Uh-oh. Well, there's one thing problematic for Don Lemon as far as his CNN career is, goes, and that is you're a journalist, and a journalist is not supposed to inject himself in a story. And if a journalist does inject himself in a story, for instance, have you ever read a story in a newspaper where uh, the newspaper will say something to the effect of maybe like the dispatch writing about Channel 10 back in the day? WBNS-TV is owned by Wolf Industries, which also owns the dispatch. You ever see anything like that? WBNS Television is owned by a company that also owns WBNS Radio. Also owns, you know, what? Right? They do that. That's full disclosure. Well, in the journalism game, full disclosure, if you're Don Lemon talking about Jesse Smollett on TV, is to say, hey, personal information, I'm friends with Jesse Smollett. I've texted Jesse Smollett. I'm up to this thing, up to my neck in this thing. No, Don Lemon did not do that. He didn't even do it last night on CNN while he was reporting about Jesse Smollett after it had been disclosed in court that he sent him text messages. So that is where my greed is at the moment. Chris Cuomo, gone from CNN, ostensibly for violating journalistic protocol. Could we also get Don Lemon gone too? But then I come to the realization that if we do, I'm absolutely 100% certain that the person who replaces him will be worse. Hey, I want to thank 
uh, those of you who uh, do follow up and patronize the sponsors of this show, I got a very, very, very uh, nice scouting report last night from uh, Chrissy, my friend, at auiinfo.com. I'll tell you about them a little bit later in the show. Uh, Chrissy's husband, Steve's a longtime friend of mine. That's how I got to know Chrissy. That's how I got to know AUI. But she said, you know, the consensus around our office is that the people in Columbus who listen to the Bruce Hooley show are really, really nice people. And she's right. You are really, really nice people. And I appreciate that. I appreciate you supporting sponsors of this show. And the reason why they're sponsors of this show, all of them, is because I genuinely believe they can help you. They have a good service, a good product. I'd love to meet you if you're a business and represent your product. If I catch what you're doing and why you're doing it and how you can help others, uh, that's what we're all about. Introducing good people to good people, someone who has a solution to someone who has a need, and we will make that happen. Okay, now there's a need in another realm to protect the people of Ukraine. Never fear, Joe Biden is here. Yesterday, our president had a Zoom call with Vladimir Putin, the Russian president. And Vladimir Putin has 175,000 troops poised on the border of the Ukraine. It's a threatening move. He's sending a signal. Hmm. Basically, I think what he's doing is he's doing it to drive Joe Biden crazy. Because here's the thing. Why do bullies, and Vladimir Putin is a bully, why does he do what he's doing. Why does he have 175,000 troops on the Ukrainian border? Did he have them there when Donald Trump was the president? No, he did not. Why not? Because Vladimir Putin knew that if he acted like a bully, Trump would bully him back. Now, he's not sure Joe Biden won't. There's a lot of dynamics at play here, but Vladimir Putin looks at this. It's not unlike Chairman Xi in China looking at Taiwan and making inroads toward hinting around that they might be invading Taiwan. They look at Joe Biden. They see his popularity is 40%. They see gas prices, food prices. You heard Kristen Sinema talk about that yesterday when she goes home to Arizona, in case you missed it. I'll refresh your memory. What do they talk about? When I'm home in Arizona, I hear number one about the price of gas and number two about the price of food. People are very concerned about the amount they're spending just to survive every day. And inflation is real. Yeah, it is. And everybody needs food. (laughs) Most people need gas. Those are real issues. The leaders of other nations that don't like us, that would like to gain our power in the world, they know Joe Biden has to pay attention to what's going on at home. Well, if he's paying attention to what's going on at home, he doesn't have the time to pay attention to what's going on over here. And if he doesn't pay attention to what's going on over here, maybe we can get away with whatever we want to do over here. They see the economy tanking. They see the southern border as an issue. Joe Biden has issues all over the place. So they perceive, they don't even perceive, they see. They see the weakness, and the weakness here always translates into aggression somewhere else. Maybe not be aggression toward us. It's aggression toward somebody they can take advantage of. So Biden meets with Putin, and Jake Sullivan, the national security advisor, who should be in prison, by the way, for what he did during the Russia collusion hoax. Hopefully John Durham will get to him soon. Uh, Jake Sullivan says, oh yeah, I was serious over there. I can't do that. No, 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 Putin, no. And so people 
asked Jake Sullivan yesterday, well, what are you going to do about it? And Jake Sullivan says, oh, we're going to put some debilitating sanctions on Russia. I'll crush their economy. Now, if you're a student of history, you know that Barack Obama tried this same tactic with Russia in 2014. When Russia didn't ask for permission, they just invaded Crimea. And Biden, or excuse me, Obama said, yeah, oh, okay, well, you know, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. You'll see. Did it stop them from invading Crimea? Did it get them out of Crimea? No. No, it did not. So we are threatening to do more. Ah, we're going to do more. Well, if they didn't fear what you did before, they probably don't fear what you're going to do now. Right? And then I love this. Somebody said, well, what more? Logical question, right? What more are you going to do, Jake? You're going to make it more painful than you did in 2014, which didn't work. Okay, you grasp the concept. That wasn't enough. we got to do more. What more are you going to do? And Jake Sullivan said, in terms of the specifics, we would prefer to communicate that directly to the Russians, to not negotiate in public, to not telegraph our punches. But we are laying out for the Russians in some detail the types of measures that we have in mind. I think it is not profitable for us to lay out the specifics of it standing here at this podium today. Why would he answer that question that way? Why would he not want to broadcast what they're going to do to the Russians and then do it? Can anyone think of a reason? I can. Me, me, call me. Oh, oh, oh. Mr. Cotter, call on me. Okay, Arnold. Here's why they don't want to say what they're going to do. Because they're not going to do it. And they don't want the American public, which already sees them as feckless and incompetent, to see them as more feckless and incompetent. No, if you have intentions to do truly debilitating things to the Russian way of life, economic or otherwise, you put it out there for the purpose of discouraging them, but you must actually do it. Now, if you did that, if you said, this is what we're going to do, and then you do it, Would that have any utility, any usefulness when you sit down to talk to Chairman Xi about why he should leave his grubby hands off Taiwan? I think it would. But the fact that they won't say what they're going to do, the only reason not to say what they're going to do is because they want to reserve the right not to do it. They don't want to box themselves in on saying it. Can anyone think of a recent historical event where this played itself out? Yeah. Oh, 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 me. I can. The red line Obama drew in Syria when Assad used chemical weapons. Can't do that. I will not put up with that. He did it. We put up with it. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.